Bed family, we have a supersized season two finale for you today. Buckle up and get ready. There is one queasy gross out story shared. You'll know when you get there. And when you hear, if you want to skip ahead, feel free. Thanks again and enjoy. Bad Family, a podcast for black sheep, bad kids, bad family. Let's get started. Hey, Link. Hey, fam. How's it going? Not bad. Um, not looking forward to getting back to work tomorrow, but other than that, I'm chilling. Yeah, me either. I've had 11 days off, so after a vacation, it's especially painful. (laughs) I even like my job. It's just hard to want to do anything besides nothing. Relaxing is just so nice. Um, but I'm trying to do a bit of a reset later today so that uh tomorrow's not too painful like what kind of a reset um just like make sure i know what my meetings are for tomorrow and make sure like if there was anything i needed to like finish up before tomorrow i just knock that out um and like prep for monday morning that's a good idea i um sort of did a similar thing like I did laundry today and was just kind of straightening up and doing some chore stuff I had put off because I wanted to get ready for tomorrow hey Lindsay hello how's it going it's going fine I just got some food delivered (laughs) yep I'm having a nice day what kind of food um eggs florentine brunchy food what is eggs florentine? Is that with spinach and tomatoes? Yeah, so it's spinach and tomato on a um, an English muffin with poached egg and hollandaise. Oh, so it's like uh, an egg benedict, but like a vegetarian benedict. Yeah. Well, what a fancy name. I'm a fancy gal. I'm a fancy gal, too. Well, um, for our season two finale today, um, we're going to play a little questions game. But before we get started, um, for this does not really tell us apart, but I thought maybe we could just talk for a few minutes about any favorite things, things we most liked during our season two of recording Bad Family. Ooh, okay. Mm. any episodes you particularly <laughs> liked my favorite i think yeah. was our anger episode i just found that oh, so that fascinating like... how we all had different experiences with anger and how our you know even though we we're from the same environment and very very similar genetic makeup how we were just so different yeah that was a really good one and jamie had some really good insights she's very she's smart she's smarty she's smart i like her i like her (laughs) i liked the questions to fall in love episode that might be my favorite that was really fun that was really fun it was kind of two episodes but i had never done that before never even looked at the questions so that i thought it was fun just sort of getting to know each other yeah me too I thought it was fun to talk about dreams last week, too, because all our dreams are so crazy. Oh, yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, and 
I actually have been sort, I haven't been like writing them down, but I've especially been noticing my dreams this past week after doing that dreams episode. And I've been both Matt and I have been having lots of dreams about zombies. And I'm sure it's because we're watching The Walking Dead, but like zombies (laughs) are like starring in the dreams. (laughs) Did you look up what zombies mean on dreams? I didn't. I should have brought my laptop in here so I could look it up right now. I did not. I wonder, my guess is that it has something to do with like um, not being true to yourself. You know, if you're like a half person living or like if you're dreaming of someone like consuming that consumes other people, like what about you as taking and not giving? My guess is it's something like that. Whoa. Dang. Cool. So um, they should have me write for dream moods. Dream moods, if you're ever listening this to this, <laughs> I'd be happy to contribute some content. Just give me some like uh, some nouns, and I'll write up the interpretation. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. So today's episode, my friend Lizelle told me about this game, um, which is called. Um, we're not really strangers and I bought it. I just was, it is a game that is a question game, but it's supposed to help you get to know or have deeper relationships. Um, and they say, hold on one second. When you, I bought both the actual game and I bought the, um, Red Table Talk, which is an expansion pack. Um, I've never actually watched Red Table Talk with with Jada and Willow Smith and their grandma, but I know it's about, um, you know, real talk. And this expansion pack is supposed to be for like inner circle, like people who you should already know, but how well do you know them? And when you buy this game, we're not really strangers. Um, it comes with like this note and it says, I have found there are two ways to play this game. One, play safe. Two, play to grow. The second is how you win. So it's about, you know, building closer relationships. And then with this expansion pack, this Red Table Talk expansion pack that I bought, there's also a note. And it says, to build your own table, you need tools to help secure the foundation. It's not about how long you've known someone. It's about how willing you are to see them in their fullness. We hope this helps you see whoever is in your inner circle with new eyes. Your journey is yours play to go deeper together jada gam and willow i'm guessing gam is their grandma i've never seen the show so i don't know but i know it's like talking around a red table Hmm. cool so there's three levels of the game with questions sort of like how when we did that you know questions to fall in love thing from the uh from the psychologist there's levels where with each you know level of questions they're supposed to get deeper and deeper and the first level is perception the second level here is connection and the third level is reflection and i'm just doing the um, inner circle expansion pack questions so we'll start and we'll just see how much we can get through and then what happens i think is everyone answers since you guys are not with me i'll just read all the questions but then everyone can answer So our first question, level one, perception. What do you think I'm most sensitive to? So I think you answer for everyone else and you can answer for yourself as well. What do you think I'm most sensitive to? 
Um, I think we're all sensitive at being yelled at. It just is like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm there. I'm definitely very sensitive to tone. Yes. You know, okay. if someone is talking to me in a tone that I think is like angry or mean or raised in, or in any way aggressive, like I'm, I'm at like level 10 anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And it's all tone. Um, I think it's uh, you both. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, especially if it's like a, a man with a deep voice. <laughs> if he is yelling at me, then I'm, uh, it's like a Pavlovian response. <laughs> just like yeah. immediate tears. It's also like, um, I'm so conflict averse that anyone who's even like any tone that's even like attitude. Um, I'm such like a rule follower and risk averse that I'm like, should we be doing that? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, I'm just like, let's calm it down. Um, I think you both two are very sensitive to uh, injustice or wrongdoing. I think that's not only your personalities and, you know, and the kind of people that you are, but I think also like younger millennials are very mm-hmm. sensitive um, in a way that, you know, at, I'm on the cusp of the cutoff of being a millennial, but I think we were less sensitive to those things. Maybe. What do you think, Lincoln? Anything you think we're sensitive to or anything you're sensitive to? Um, I've said this before on the podcast, but I hate when people talk to me like I'm stupid or I hate yes. when people are dismissive of something that I say. Um, me too. That's big. Uh, like, I really hate when I'm trying to talk to someone uh, and they'll say whatever to end the conversation. Like, if you say whatever to me, I'll I'll explode. <laughs> Who says just whatever, though? I mean, like, what friend is just like, whatever? Like, I don't even care what you said. That's so rude. It's pretty rude. Yeah. I'm fine with people not agreeing with me, but you're right. Being dismissive is at very aggravating. All right. Next question. I think. Oh, is... I had one more. Oh, yeah. Go ahead being interrupted (laughs) coming from coming from our family I hate being interrupted and it makes me feel so like small and young and uh just like not being heard in any way especially if I'm trying to tell a story or tell a joke or something and I can feel that people are either not paying full attention and then I get interrupted that throws me all the way off and it makes me feel terrible I hate that well I would say don't stand down for it either you know what I mean like if you're in the I know we talk over each other all the time I don't think purposefully but even on this podcast you know what I mean we'll just people will start talking at the same time but I feel like if you are in the middle of something and someone sort of interrupts you, you know, rudely or purposefully or not, you could just say, just one second, I'm not, I'm almost done. Do you know what I mean? Or just not letting it happen, especially if it's just going to bother you after the fact. Yeah. Working on that. But then that also means that when I have friends, you know, when you're in a circle of friends and then you're saying something and you get cut off and then there's one person who's just kind of looking at you like, I'm still... (laughs) 
I'm still listening to what you're saying. That person is really important to me. (laughs) (laughs) You're my lifeline. (laughs) Yeah. The person who makes sure that everyone gets to say their piece. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice and very thoughtful. All right. Next question. This is still level one perception. What do you think my main love language is? So you can answer for others and for yourself. Ooh. See, this is always interesting because I think your love language, maybe we have two, like the one that you receive is not always the same one that you give, I think. Um, I think mine is definitely quality time first. I think that might be true for all of us, that it's tops. No, mine is words of affirmation first. Yeah, mine is words of affirmation too. Interesting. I just meant like toward the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember all of them. It's like gifts, words of affirmation. Physical touch. Physical touch. Service. Service. Yeah. The one, my favorite are to receive are words of affirmation and service. I also like quality time, obviously. Um, physical touch is important, but also that's less for me. <laughs> I don't care as much. You know, just like I've always envied how some people in our family are so like huggy and loving and generous. Like Lauren, hugger, loves to have arms around people. That's not my natural personality. I don't really want people touching me unless I'm in the mood. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Same depends on my mood. I also, I think I'm a little too skeptical for a service to ever be my love language. Like if someone does something nice for me, I'm like, oh, thank you. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love receiving gifts as well, but the gifts that I most love are very like thoughtful I don't know. It's not, it has nothing to do with monetary value and has everything to do with like thoughtfulness or memories, you know, it's like pictures or things created just for me. Yeah. That are very meaningful. So I don't think gifts is, is up there for me. All right. Moving on. Level two connection. There's a, there were only two questions in this red table talk for level one, but there's a lot in level two. Okay. Okay. Connection. Who in your life do you feel you can be your most vulnerable with? Explain. Um, my partner, Haley, just because I live with her and we can talk about anything. Um, yeah, I, Um, And I'm most vulnerable with her most often in my life right now. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. Um, I can certainly be vulnerable with my partner, Matt, but I was actually going to say my girlfriends. I feel very, very lucky to have uh, wonderful networks of very, very, very close girlfriends, like ride or dies. And I can always tell them about anything going on. Um, And feel very lucky to have that support system where we take care of each other Hmm. yeah I would say the same friends um I have a group of like former (laughs) Mormon friends who I will tell pretty much everything 
to the point where I'm like, am I oversharing? <laughs> you guys know what it's the person. They're like, go for it. I get that. Lately, I've been like, am I self-obsessed? Do I only just talk about me? But because I don't have any kids and it's just me and I've been in my, you know, basically with myself in this house for almost the entire year. I just feel like very, very grossly self-obsessed lately. Like all the news I can ever share is about me. (laughs) So that worries me, but it is what it is. All right. Next question. What'd you say? I said, do do they all have kids? Uh, Yeah. Most of my girlfriends have kids. My New York girlfriends don't. They're all single. Not single. I mean, they have... A lot of them are in relationships, but I mean, um, not with kids. Mm. Okay, level two, connection. What's brought you the most unexpected joy recently? Um, Downton Abbey. <gasps> really? Yeah, me and Haley have been watching a lot of that during Christmas, and now we're on season four. <gasps> oh, that's nice. Oh I've God. actually never watched that. What? <laughs> <laughs> never have i guess i could binge it i don't think that's the kind of show matt would be into but i could watch it myself oh i love downton abbey <laughs> i love a period piece downton abbey is fun <laughs> wait lincoln what's happening in season four um i don't want to spoil her yeah but... don't spoil it you can oh, talk about that later <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know what's brought me joy recently. Oh, I did a puzzle yesterday that brought a tremendous amount of joy. Oh, I do know. Um, I got these glass tea mugs and just drinking my tea in my glass mug. So you can see the beautiful color of the tea. I don't know if I talked about this earlier, but like weirdly that has brought me an immense amount of joy. No, I love a good mug. And burning candles. Burning candles tea so basically like cozy stuff that's nice you know what brought me joy i did christmas cards for the first time this year and not too many i think i sent like 25 maybe but that was really nice to sit down and just write something nice to the important people to me and then have them pretty much all send a little text like aren't you nice that was nice yeah, it is really nice. I feel like that stuff, I didn't do a Christmas card this year, but I aim to next year. But that stuff is really meaningful. Like one of the best things I think I've ever done in my life is um, before grandma died, when I was still married to Quinn, every Sunday we would write letters to our grandma. So I would write one to my grandma and then we would write letters. He had two living grandmas at the time. So like three grandmas we would write every Sunday and we did it for like months and months and months. So if you can imagine they were getting like mail every week from us, it just was so sweet. And even though at least two of them have passed on now, I don't know actually about one of Quinn's grandmas, but I just think that was such a kind, thoughtful thing to do that like brought family closer together. Do you Uh, have a lot of letters back from grandma? No, I don't know where they went. I would love to have those letters I wrote grandma back. Well, did she write you back? Um, She wrote me back, I think, once. Once or twice. So I have those letters, but um, I don't have the letters that I sent her. I would love to have those back. 
at some okay. point. I'll have to ask mom about them since I wasn't around when they were cleaning out her house, but I doubt they got thrown away. I'm sure they're probably somewhere. All right. Level two connection. Another card. Wild card. Set an intention for this next week. Stick to it. Ooh, that's nice. Um, what's your intention, guys? Um, I'm actually, or I was going to write my New Year's resolutions today. Um, but one of them is just to, like, stretch every day. Ooh, that's such a good one. I started doing more yoga. It's been really helpful for my back. Great. Hmm. That's a good one. What's my intention? I guess the intention is to wake up with enough time to stretch and or exercise before work. Because more often than not, I will just kind of roll out of bed and open my laptop and, and be going. Yeah, I do that same thing. Um, maybe I'll try to print some pictures. I know I told you I've been wanting to do that like family wall, family picture wall, and I didn't do it over break. So maybe I'll try and do it this weekend. I just wanted to uh, get some family pictures on the wall. All right, next question. Finish the sentence, when I'm hurt, I blank. cry i cry <laughs> um cry and like wall off <laughs> against whoever it is i think yeah i also taught want to talk about it with people like my closest oh, friends if something bad oh with other people yes yeah. i want to talk about it with anybody except the person it's about yeah me too like when I was having really bad work drama a few years ago where I felt like I was being like harassed at work, I want I told everybody, anyone who would listen to me talk about my nemesis, I would I would go off. <laughs> Lincoln, what about you? When you're hurt, you blank. For me, um when I'm hurt, I like Go I've with... got a fire truck going by. Apologize about that. Oh, it's okay. When I'm hurt, I go and have some alone time, or I go for a walk, or I journal for a bit. I hope they're okay. <laughs> that is such a loud fire truck. I heard you, though. You said you have alone time, you journal, or you walk? Yeah. Those are all really good self-reflective things. All right, next question. Have I ever challenged your worldview? How so? Ooh. Uh, Lincoln, you challenged mine that I can remember. I remember you telling me once the story about when... I can't remember the context. I think it was when you were really hurt when your Richmond girlfriend... Mm -hmm. You guys broke up or something like that. But I remember you told me that you were driving and you just were so upset that you like pulled over and were just sobbing and I remember I was thinking I can't believe you're telling me this <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like so personal <laughs> and so sweet but I was like this is very vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of challenged my worldview as someone who like isn't perfect at expressing emotions I just felt like you were 
emotional intelligence and ability to communicate very freely, you know, helped me, I feel like, you know, decide I wanted to be better at that. I just always feel like emotional vulnerability is a sign of strength. And like, if anything, that is like one thing that can help you connect with anyone. Like people get closer to others by being vulnerable. So I I don't think it's ever a good idea to like shy away from vulnerability. Mm. I heard mm. <laughs> you can get hurt. Oh, no, so no, not, no. Not a great idea. <laughs> that was an affirmative, a positive, oh, okay. mm, but also sometimes it's hard. I it believe hard. that, you know, I agree with that intellectually. And then sometimes in the moment, I'm like, I don't want anyone to see me cry. <laughs> yeah. And that's totally. Oh, yeah. It can be really hard to cry in front of others. But every time I've done it, it's been really, it feels very like healing, you know, like a pat on the head or something. Yeah. Have you guys ever challenged each other's worldview? Um, (laughs) I don't know. This is might require more reflection. I want to say, (laughs) yeah, Lincoln, have I ever challenged you? Have you ever challenged me? Yeah, Um, made you want to be better. (laughs) I think you all challenge me all the time, even um. Like when we played Boggle the other night, I always try to keep up with you and the other girls uh, to hold my own. Yeah, that's a particularly challenging game (laughs) in our family. (laughs) All right, we'll keep thinking about that. I'm sure there are other ways we've challenged each other's worldview. Um. Yeah, nothing coming to mind, but keep thinking about that. All right, next question, level two, connection. When was the last time you felt most yourself? Hmm. That's easy for me. I always feel really my best self on my bicycle. Anytime I'm riding my bicycle, especially like sunny day in the city, you know, that is my level 100 best cocoa confident self. Um... I always feel myself when I journal and I felt very much myself when I went to Yosemite uh, back in November. Um, It was just really nice to like walk the different trails and I kept smiling the whole time. I love that. I feel myself when I'm slaughtering you all at Boggle. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, I think definitely spending time with the with the fam i feel like myself and then also um when i go on a nice hike you know when i'm out in nature and kind of forgetting uh about other things just feeling the the breeze (laughs) especially after having been trapped inside for a year that makes me feel good and i like doing art <laughs> or you know singing any of those things yeah I love those nature connections especially I feel like we talked a lot about that on the podcast this year but it was a 
in a year of so much indoorsiness, I felt more connected to wanting to be outdoors and like a love for outdoors than I felt in years. Yes. Probably a decade. I've been like really cozy inside and did not give a crap about the outdoors. And suddenly I'm like, when can I hike? You know, <laughs> when can I camp? So that's all great. All right. Next question. Another wild card. Uh, this is draw your favorite memory with me. Both players compare. We can't do that. So let's just tell our favorite memories with each other. Some of my favorite memories. One is I remember we were in Utah, I think for some kind of like family reunion or family trip. And I remember we were all in a car together and we were just like singing songs and we were singing. I can't remember what the song is. If it's like old man river, but it's that song that, that Lincoln sings really well. And I can't remember the That's words, it, but it sounds like about like planting cotton or something. It was old. Yes. Man. I remember that too. I love that song. I especially love hearing, you know, my siblings sing it. I don't know why that's such a good memory for me, but something I really value, which I think other people find really annoying, <laughs> but that someone in our family will start singing a song and everyone just sings it. I love that. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they start louder and in a different key. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dominant voice gets to pick the key. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to assert yourself for dominance. But I like that about our family, too. <laughs> So what are your favorite memories with each other, with us? Hmm. We did a road trip a while back, I think for Christmas, you, me, and Lindsay. And I liked just listening to each other's songs and talking on the way up. That was really fun. That was really fun. And we also talked on the... Sorry, Lindsay, go ahead. I was just going to say, we should do more family road trips as adults. That was the funny trip where we also talked on the podcast this season about how they tried to put us in like the clown car. Yeah. <laughs> the tiny baby car and we wouldn't accept it. Those are good memories. I'm trying to remember like childhood. Good childhood memories. Um, Lincoln and I didn't even really get along until like middle school, probably. Yeah. Uh I was gone when you guys, a lot of when you guys were growing up. At least when you were teenagers, I was gone. Yeah. Oh, I have a really good memory of going, of visiting home and being able to see Lincoln play a volleyball game, which was fun, a high school volleyball oh. game. And also, I Lincoln, I flew home to see you when you were in your high school play, A Midsummer Night's I was Dream. there, too. I remember that. That was so fun for me. That was really that was fun. fun. And I remember being like, this is trash, except for Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln, weren't you like Lord Oberon? It was Oberon. I was Fairy King Oberon. Um, yeah, and I, I left it all on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes. I remember. Oh, you know what? Here's here's a nice one. When I moved home after college and Lincoln was still in high school and I was driving you to seminary every day because that was like part of the the deal, the deal. with mom and dad. I remember n- not really even anything specific, but just like getting to hang out a lot more. That was fun. That was fun. 
Yeah. I also have a lot of memories with you, Lindsay, where we're either like washing our face in the same sink, you know, up visiting home at Christmas or like sleeping in those twin beds, not twin beds, but there are two twin beds (laughs) at home when we're visiting for Christmas. I have a lot of memories as like being home as adults where we're talking about books we've read or like getting ready for bed or like putting on makeup or you know getting in the car to go somewhere I have a lot of just like positive hanging out memories like wait I just had a great one but it was also really nasty do you remember that time when we were I think we were having the family reunion in Utah and you and I were staying in the same hotel room with mom and dad and they were both snoring so loudly but then also dad had that giant like back cyst or something (laughs) yeah he had like a medical issue like it wasn't just like a really bad cyst it was like something it had like a medical term it was nasty but then like we got back how was it mom was like popping it or something and it i don't know if this is podcast talk (laughs) (laughs) she had to she had to drain it or something daily and like it was so big it was like a growth like i remember that dad's ex-wife chris she was there for some reunion or something um and and she hugged she was giving dad a hug and you could feel like the giant growth like through it was like if you hug dad you could feel it that is so disgusting i'm sorry but i also remember that mom was like draining it daily and like it exploded and like popped up onto the ceiling of the hotel the hotel ceiling and mom made me stand on the dresser to wipe it off the ceiling (laughs) that's what i remember oh that's disgusting uh i'm sorry for everyone who had to listen to that we have to put a warning on this episode (laughs) Nope. Okay. nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gross warning. All right. Next question. Another wild card. Ask me something you think is off limits. Ooh. That's a little tricky because I don't feel like much is really off limits between us. Well, uh, what's the worst thing you've ever done? I love this question. <laughs> and I always want to ask it to everyone, especially like our family and people who grew up in the What's the worst thing I've ever done? Um, it would have to be if I ever intentionally hurt someone. I think that would be the worst thing I've ever done. But I don't know. Oh, you know what? I remember one time intentionally kneeing you in in the crotch link. <laughs> Oh, I remember that. that might be Which the time? worst thing I've ever done. And then I immediately felt awful because you like doubled over in pain. Well, I remember th- if we're thinking about the same time, I remember this too. Um, and I had like gone up to you for a hug and you gave me a hug and then you ended it with a swift knee <laughs> to the groin. <laughs> knee to the balls? <laughs> I don't think that is so rude. I don't so think mean. that I knew that it was going to be as painful as it was. I think I thought it was going to be. <laughs> but um, I do feel bad about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. The worst thing I've ever done for sure is words. It's like 
you know, being gossipy sometimes with friends about other friends, not intentionally trying to be rude, but it can always be hurtful when you're like saying things behind someone's back. So I had to like have a come to Jesus about that and, and, you know, decide as a person that wasn't who I wanted to be. But that's one of the worst things. And something I can never forget is when I was in my 20s in college. Um, I remember being at a show and seeing someone who looked like a friend, you know, kind of like a lookalike. And someone said, hey, that looks like that person. And I said, yeah, it does. But she's prettier than our friend. (laughs) And that was such a shitty thing to say. And to this, you know, like 15 or 20 years later, I've never forgotten that Uh I said that. I was like, that's not the kind of person I want to be. It was like knee jerk. But like, why would you ever say that about your friend? Yeah. This is a hard question. Yeah, that is a really hard question. I feel like maybe my answer was a cop out, but I'm trying to think of words that I really regret. I try not to make enemies. I'm like, I remember this one time in middle school. Um, this was only one day. It wasn't like a series of days, but I bullied this kid on the bus because uh, he was annoying. And I knew I could. Yeah. I feel like the worst things I've ever done are more things that I didn't do than things I did do and regret, if that makes sense. Yeah, like when you could have helped someone or been kind that you just looked the other way. Yeah, that's very real. Uh, I think it's good not to to like shame ourselves, but it's good to have like growth opportunities for things we know we did wrong. Yeah. All right, next question. A perfect day together would be blank. I think for our family, just for us three, a perfect day would be like beef oh, yeah, I mean... Eating like cold watermelon. Ooh, chip. Eating chips. Reading books. Taking... Hanging in the waves. Reading a book. You know, with the cute nieces and nephews with our parents check 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 playing a game playing a game getting home taking a shower playing a game that sounds nice yeah all right next question what's the hardest truth you had to face this past year Mm. Ooh. Mine was probably that I wasn't okay. Do you know what I mean? That 2020 was so hard and that like my stress and anxiety and like panic had reached like abnormal levels. I just had to sort of uh, get comfortable with the fact that I was not doing Mm -hmm. well so that I could, you know, get medicated Or, or like it hit such a breaking point that I had to like, find a PCP, go to my PCP, ask for help, get medicated. It was like a lot of very difficult things to do. But that was something I had to come face to face with this year. Oh, also, I I had some really hard lessons about being a leader, about being a boss in the workplace, that I'm not perfect, that I don't always make the right decisions, that I don't always do the right thing. And so sort of like, 
understanding that by seeing the fallout of not always being a perfect leader helped me to grow a lot you know sort of like understand what I need to do better to better help my people yeah what's the question again the truth what's the hardest truth you had to face this Mm -hmm. past year It's hard to pinpoint um, just an idea, but the hardest thing I had to deal with this year beyond, you know, pandemic related, like (laughs) anxieties and depression was like the fallout of a major friendship deteriorating. I don't know what the truth is in that, but um, I do feel proud of myself that I don't feel more um, likely to like hold back from my friends. I don't feel like my trust in friends has evaporated just because of that, even though that would have been more than enough reason. <laughs> for it to have done that but yeah that was a really difficult thing to go through I'm glad you've come out on the other side something else I thought of related to struggle this year that I know you went through too it was really hard for me to face and accept a couple of things about our family one is that we are not good communicators that we do not have good communication and that we don't talk about real stuff unless there's like real effort put into doing it and related to that like a truth was I always felt like if we could listen to each other and and hear each other and talk very reasonably we would all be on the same page Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying and it was like really hard to face that that's not the case we cannot change one another's minds no matter how like reasonable or well expressed or heartfelt you know what I mean we'll all love each other but we cannot convince one another and I found that to be I don't know why I didn't I thought it would be so easy but I found it to be like shocking and heartbreaking yeah. if that's not the case well it just seems <laughs> so it seems so obvious to me what the right thing is and that there is a not consensus on that amongst our family even though I thought that we all had the same baseline core beliefs they just haven't panned out in the same way and I think the hard truth about that is um, that I don't know how far the bonds of Uh, extended family love go for me (laughs) if that makes sense like you mean like on yeah (laughs) I mean I yeah I don't know what it means that I love them but I'm also like disgusted (laughs) by a lot of their beliefs and actions um I don't know how to hold those two things at the same time and I don't know what that love means if it's like, I care about you because you're related to grandma <laughs> and I loved grandma. 
but beyond that I don't know much about them I don't like everything that I know what does that mean yeah it's hard it's really challenging what about you Lincoln any hard truths I feel like the whole year has been hard um It has definitely been difficult this year just to sort of get by because I think we all work from home right now. But for me, like working from home and being under like lockdown orders makes me want to stay at home and stay indoors for a really long time. And like in those conditions it's really easy to like fall out of the habit of exercising and then if you fall out of that habit like your physical health goes down and your mental health goes down um so i think just like recognizing uh when some changes need to be made are and then following through are the hard truths that i have to um address in 2021 yeah, I get that. This is kind of comical, but I stopped drinking. I'm, um, I don't think I've had anything to drink since like early December. And, and I'm doing through dry January nice. as well. And I just wanted sort of like a reset. And also, you know, I gained so much weight in COVID, like the COVID-19 that I was like, I'm just gonna like reset, <laughs> not drink. Um, I feel like when I drink, I get really snacky. And Matt was like, yeah, when you drink, you get really snacky. And I was like, damn, that is rude. <laughs> so um can count on our loved ones to give us like the real hard truth. All right. What's the most fun you can remember having with me recently? I think we kind of answered that with like what we do when we get together. Because we aren't really, I think the podcast yeah. has been really fun. That's what I was going to say. Because we haven't been able to get together to do anything, really. I was really looking forward yep. to the London trip. <laughs> Me too. Maybe 2021 yeah. fall. Hopefully we'll be Hope vaccinated so. by then. Um, when's the last time I surprised you? Mm. You sent me a nice piece of art for my birthday. Both of you, actually. Oh, yeah. And Lindsay helped with that because she helped me figure out what to get. Thank you. That's nice. You're welcome. The last time you surprised me. It's hard to think of specifics. I remember... Um, that one's blowing really loud. What did you say? I said someone's blowing really loud. Deep breathing? It might have just... No. The connection was fuzzy for me for a second. Oh. Mm. I can think of one, actually. I don't know if I can say this on the air, but I have this distinct memory of, like, a couple of years ago, learning more things about our siblings' lives. You know, like some of some um, of our siblings kissing people of the same gender 
Um, and it so shocked me, not that that was happening, but just that I didn't know, like I didn't, <laughs> I had no idea. And I think also about some of our siblings, I think someone told me that some of our siblings were like, had tried drugs and I was talking to Matt about it. And I was like, I am the most <laughs> square toy valve. Like it just never occurred to me that I was the most square. Was that a hard truth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm definitely, I mean, even though I'm not Mormon, I think of us three, I am the most, was the most, like, Mormon mm -hmm. drinking the Kool-Aid. And, like, it's still hard sometimes to, like, disentangle myself from those, like, very straight-laced perceptions. I feel like I'm in the middle of the three of us. I think, Lincoln, you were probably always the most um, disaffected with it. <laughs> loosest canon yeah, yeah. <laughs> um i guess that's yeah. that was kind of surprising to me about you link not that uh i mean in a way i think i was surprised when i moved home after college that you um like had the courage <laughs> to like be rebellious while living at home because I would did not would not have didn't even really when I was living there as an adult like I was being very underhand about the ways that I was rebelling whereas you were just like I'm not into this <laughs> well I think it took me a while to get there um and I, I definitely wasn't, like, super open rebelling. Like, I wasn't uh, drinking a beer in the living room with mom and dad came home. Right. Uh, but I don't know. I think I was just young, and I was angry, and I really, really disliked going to church and having people expect all of these things from me that I didn't want and didn't enjoy yeah you know what else kind of surprised me about i get that court was not that you like when you were going through your divorce i think i didn't really hear much about it directly and i think part of that is because we you know like you said we don't really share deep feelings or have historically have not um, and maybe also because I was like a teenager, but I remember somehow finding out that you had written about it, like on a Zanga or something that you were like keeping these journal entries and I read some of them and they were so raw. And I was like, this, you know, kind of the same feeling that you had when Lincoln told you about pulling over and crying on the side of the road. I was like, I've never witnessed those emotions from her like personally so it was surprising to be able to read about them um in your voice but also like in a good way yeah that was my diary land it made me feel closer to you thank you i still have that diary land i don't write in it super often but it's like more than 10 years of online diary but I remember at the time, one thing that was really difficult going through my divorce is one, it was very difficult to be emotionally open. 
And at least at first, like when it was first starting, I didn't feel like it was possible to be emotionally open because of loyalty. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know at that point that my marriage was over. And so if you're still trying to work through it, it felt disloyal to share, you know, what a struggle we were having or like negative things about Quinn, because then I felt like our family members would never be able to forget them if I was trying to like rebuild my marriage, you know? So it was like, I had no one I could talk to about it. All right. I'm going to do one more level two question and then we'll do like our level three questions, which I think there's only four. Um, what is a moment in our relationship that you felt undeniably loved? Um, when I, like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, when I was really struggling for money and you both helped me stay out of the gutter. Aww. You'll never have to be in a gutter as long as I live. And I'm not in a gutter. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we do support each other. I'm glad that we have each other for that. I mean, I remember in college, too, we would, with Jamie and Megan and, you know, our siblings who were at BYU at the same time as me, we would take care of each other. Um... Uh, I don't know. I'm having trouble thinking of like one singular memory, but I felt like undeniably loved by you both and by our siblings a lot of times, you know, I feel like just hugging at Christmas or I felt very loved going through my divorce by family members once, you know, everyone, you know, sort of found out. That was, that must have been really hard. (laughs) Um, very hard it was especially hard I think one of the hardest moments was when Lauren was getting married and like Quinn didn't come he just didn't even want to be there and so people were like where's your husband oh, I, <laughs> and I, I was vaguely like oh, remember that because I remember him coming to the reception um and I remember- it being kind of uncomfortable but not knowing all of the specifics about it and just sort of um you know, like halfway picking up on, on the energy in the room, man, I hope he catches on fire. (laughs) (sighs) Yes. Yeah. He needs some kind of uh, life adjustment. (laughs) Um, I have a really specific one about Um... Lauren. (laughs) Not that um, I can't think of any ones for you guys, but this one just pops into my mind which is that shortly after I had stopped going to church, it was Christmas time and everyone was home and we went to sacrament meeting with mom and dad because it was like obligatory. And somebody, somebody from the ward said something that made me feel like, um, I don't know, just made me feel bad for some reason, made me feel like, you know, you gave up your failure for not having a testimony anymore or something. And we came home from church and I like went upstairs and was just weeping, <laughs> like was so upset. Um, 
and she just came and gave me a little hug and like didn't even say anything and that made me feel you know she was still in the church at the time and it just made me feel like accepted no matter what understood I don't know it was very comforting that's very sweet yeah. I think Lauren has She's always been a that. very good comforter. All right. Level three reflection questions. What are you proudest of me for? I'm proud of you for starting this podcast. Thank you. I'm proud of you guys for showing up. Uh, Lincoln, I'm very proud of you for forging your own path. You know, it's like a very difficult thing to decide you're not going to go to college. And I know that's something where you feel like maybe a little shame about it. It's non-traditionalness, but I feel like deep and fierce pride for you because I think in our weird world and broken education system you really made the right choice and Lindsay I feel very proud of you for your fight and determination and honesty like I think you've sort of had a hard journey leaving the church as we all did in some sense but just sort of like being brave enough to move to Los Angeles and follow your dreams and be away from family and, you know, just have like a fierce honesty and like a fierce humor and openness. That's, that's shit's not easy. (laughs) That's kind. I have felt sort of like, I don't think those things are untrue, but I also think um, it has been hard feeling like, the dream changes and shifts with like like reality sets in and doubts and and other things but that's kind um i am proud of you for well i think you're both very um resilient emotionally and like that it has you know you I think you've both had things happen to you where people have sort of betrayed your trust and that it hasn't made you less compassionate or you know it hasn't made you more bitter and I think that's beautiful (laughs) thank you thank you all right next question wild card finish the sentence thank you friend thank you for um You both took all the songs, so. <laughs> well, that was the same song. <laughs> oh, well. 
I guess thank you both for thoughtfulness. We sort of already talked about this, but it is nice, you know, doing what we're trying to do, which is not play it safe, but but being real in order to grow. Um, and I appreciate that mindset and the time and energy that it takes. Like we have a ton of fun with the podcast, but like sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's like after work and you know, there's a million things we could be doing with our week. It's taking away from like personal time or just anything else. It's like real work to show up. And so thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. All right, next one. You've shown me blank about myself. What was it? You've shown me blank about myself. These reflection cards <laughs> no. do actually require a lot of reflection. <laughs> a lot to think about. Um, I don't know. I think I feel shaped. You know, I wouldn't be the same person without uh, both of your influences. Um, it's less like what you've shown me about myself and more like the qualities of yours that I would like to emulate which are like assertiveness go-getting-ness <laughs> go-gettery-ness um, what else I get that. On the same vein, I feel like you, I know Lincoln and I are very like ABC, <laughs> go, 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 next blue, blue, you know? But I also feel like your ability to just chill and relax and, you know, take things as they come. I admire that and want to be more like that myself. So I often feel like you both and our other siblings who aren't here today you know, teach me, better teach me by the way that you are. I feel like Lauren teaches me a lot about optimism. Yeah, you all teach me a lot about humor as well. Lincoln, once you said something like, you ain't gonna win the Golden (laughs) Gloves, not trying, or something like that. And I think about that a lot, and it makes me laugh. But also, I'm like, it's true, you ain't gonna win the, oh no, not trying, it was crying. It was, you ain't going to win the Golden Gloves crying. And I think about that a lot. I'm, where I'm like, pick yourself up. I'm glad you that's not the you because I have no crying. memory of saying that. I don't even think that's true. <laughs> I think most people cry no. when they win a Golden Globe. But not in the process. Oh, Golden Gloves. Golden Gloves. They're like boxing gloves. That's how Golden like, Gloves detached from sports I am I was like I don't even know what that is <laughs> I am gonna win a golden globe and I am gonna cry that's how I'm winning it oh I thought it was you were taking it like a beauty motto oh. like you ain't gonna win a golden there's a lot of ways to crying. interpret this <laughs> but I am gonna cry you're not gonna stop me
Yep. Um, I think you've also helped me handle some of my um, childhood neuroses or like thinking, you know what I mean? Because sometimes in my head, I'm like this, I'm this way because we were raised X way. And I don't think that's always true. Mm. You know what I mean? We were all raised X way and we're so different. So in some ways, I think you've helped me see, uh, I'm not necessarily like call my bullshit, but like see through what is real and what is yeah. is pretend. Well, that's you know? an interesting point because it does, sometimes I do talk about it like this was an inevitability, <laughs> the fact that we were raised this way and I am this way, but that's not necessarily true. But then again, you know, nope. maybe it was for me <laughs> and not for you. Because we're not the same people, even though we were raised the same way, for the most part. Yeah, for sure. All right, last question. Last level three question. What's something we should celebrate together? Ooh, for our bad family audience as well. What is something we should all celebrate together? Um self-reflection and setting new goals um celebrate um (laughs) family bad sheep um (laughs) yeah i'm trying to think outside the box of just naming holidays Um... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, well, I think based on like season two of the podcast, a lot of things we celebrated were like nature and the greater outdoors, celebrating like kindness, and we're always celebrating closeness and like more emotional open openness and vulnerability. That's true. And growth, personal growth. Those are good things to celebrate. Yeah. Um, we're over, but I actually want to do a couple more of these level two questions. Yeah, this is a supersized episode. I was like peeping through them and they're pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> Stay with us. <laughs> Otherwise, if you want to drop off now, sayonara. All right. Next question. How can I best support you in this chapter in your life? This is a good start. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I meant too, right? Like this the is like a good new year question. Chats. This is a good way of supporting me, at least. Um, I feel like mm, one of the things I'm going to try to do or want to try to do in the near future is like figure out career stuff you know what's my next move whether it's I don't know stay where I am or go somewhere else and do something totally different and I think you both probably have good insights as to how to navigate the professional world i think it gives me a lot more anxiety than maybe it gives you i don't know why that is 
Oh, yeah. I want to offer that to our bad family folks as well. I'm happy to answer career questions or give like career mentorship anytime. That's bad family podcast at gmail.com. Still nobody. Several emails. Oh, I was saying that that's. Sorry, say that again, Link. You're out here to like career direction and like, uh, I don't know, just thinking more concretely about the future and where I want to live and things like that. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it's helpful for me when you guys check in. I'm not good at reaching out. So the podcast really helps, but I mean, just like texting is fun, things like that. Or just like sharing songs we're listening to or like funny jokes and stories, stuff like that. I love oh, that's that good stuff. To know. It makes my I day, but I'm not very good at I'm good at that. <laughs> okay. I yeah, do that for me. I love chat. that stuff. Yeah, I love it. Um, all right, next question. What are you currently working Ooh. through that I don't see? Um, I'm trying to, I mean, beyond what I've already told you about, re- I think my biggest issues are like working through my emotional, my emotions surrounding, you know, friendship fallout and then career stuff. But I, uh, I think I might have ADHD <laughs> and I find it really hard to finish projects. Um, like literally at the moment I'm, I'm in my room at my new apartment, which we moved into like five months, four, maybe four, three or four months ago. And I'm still not totally unpacked and just like looking at a bunch of stuff <laughs> in the corner. And I feel some, well, shame's not the right word, but just like frustration with myself at being like, why can't I, you know? get this stuff done and put away but it's hard I to get focus on one project at a time for me like I start something and then I'm I'm already moved on to five other things and then nothing gets done I get that I felt both very attention and I was going to say attention deficit I just feel like it's harder to focus in the past year and similarly it's harder for me to get things done. Like for example, I pulled out like our under the bed bins to like switch out some summer clothes and get out some winter clothes. And literally those like under the bed storage bins yep. like sat in the floor of our bedroom for like more than a month. <laughs> I finally put them away, I think the day before Christmas, but I just was like, Normal Coco would not do that. Like the mess on the floor would annoy her, but like the Coco that I am yeah. now was just like I yeah. see you, but I cannot. <laughs> and it's just been hard to you're, get things done. So I empathize with that greatly. Regular Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. I'm also always struggling. I'm struggling with aging. Like I'm having like a ton more back pain and I'm not sure why, which is why I started doing yoga, but I'm just like struggling with 
getting older and my older body and it not working like I will walk up the stairs to our apartment and like it sounds like I've run a oh, marathon God. I'm like I don't what like is to wrong with me I know you're in better shape than I am <laughs> well and like Matt is like you work out all the time why are you breathing so hard and I'm like I don't know <gasps> you know it's just like uh-oh anyway I should something yeah, that me fixed. I should go to the doctor I feel like I'm starting to notice my body age more like I'm uh holding on to pounds more easily and my body is like really creaky I hate how creaky like my back and joints are but whatever I actually don't feel that creaky knock on wood yet but I yeah this has been a really hard year as far as like uh, like body reaction changes because of stress and isolation. Like my skin has been up and down. Like I've had eczema and psoriasis, and like I had some real bad cystic acne at the beginning of the year. I don't even know what's going on, <laughs> but it was a hard year for feeling like oh, I'm sorry. Okay, also for feeling like. I don't know how much of my identity <laughs> has been tied to some vanity. <laughs> it's fair to say, like, not a, a not insignificant amount. Because when I started to Thank feel you. this way, I was like, oh, gosh, <laughs> my beauty. <laughs> Where is it gone? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> my beauty. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate you sharing that, though, because I really relate to that. Just, like, not one particular thing, but, like, as I've gotten older and, like, I can see that I look different than I did, yeah. like, in my 20s or when, you know, I felt really good about myself. I've really had to decouple who I am as something different than what I look like because I know each year it's just going to get worse and worse. I mean, obviously I think we're all beautiful throughout yeah. the ages, you know, and every human in that way, there's just like something gorgeous about each individual, but like seeing myself in the mirror and knowing like, I don't always look beautiful there. You just like having to find who you are at your core uncoupled from beauty as an identity which I think culturally is much yeah. <laughs> deeper tied for women than it is for men yeah I think it's something it's really real hard we all go and it's hard to uh it's hard because I feel um I feel like I know what I think I look like and then to realize that that is not static <laughs> and it changes and to be able to like accept the new reality of how I look and be like that's also <laughs> that's not worse <laughs> it's fine and imperfections are fine and maybe actually imperfections are what makes one beautiful and um you know we don't have to look in the mirror all the time anyway so <laughs> nobody's looking at me when I'm at home so who cares Yeah, it takes time. And just like every day, I feel like it's like learning to give yourself new grace. It's like, 
I'm wondering if I can ever wear makeup again. There's a part, I mean, there's a part of me that loves how I look with makeup on, but there's also a part of me that never wants to put it on again because yeah. I don't like the process. I only like the end result. <laughs> and so I don't really know what kind of cocoa I'll be after this, but something I think that is really valuable is all of us trying to find joy in our journeys, whatever that is, in the process, not in like the achievement of a goal we have to be able to like find yeah. joy and happiness in Lincoln what about whatever you struggling with your beauty? Uh, all right we all kind of. um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's, I think I look really sloppy since all the barbershops are closed but and the weight but <laughs> take it take it as we yeah well, I mean, honestly, I'm still vain. You guys know that I recently got my hair cut and my eyebrows <laughs> tattooed. So clearly, no, I'm not over vain. my own vanity. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, four more questions. Next one. How can I add 1% more happiness mm. to your life? Ooh. Lindsay, okay. you can paint me a picture with your new um, gouache paint. Oh my gosh. That would make me 1% <laughs> more happy. Probably right. even like 10%, okay. 20% more happy. <laughs> uh, Lincoln, what could you do to make me more happy? I would love to see more pictures of you and Haley. When Lauren sent us that family book for Christmas, there is like a really cute picture of you and Haley together. Yeah, me too. Um, and I kind of feel sad I think she, she, I, she normally doesn't like what. <laughs> Well, we live together, but she, like, if she sees us on a video call, she'll try to, like, sneak around. <laughs> yeah. I just would like to That's get to fair. know her better since she's, like, going to be a part of our lives. And will do. Anyone else? How can I add 1% more I like happiness to your life? in on, too. Um but you said that was hard for you. So, um, I can try more happiness to my life. I don't know. I mean, the podcast is kind of a good, a good way of starting. <laughs> oh, Lindsay, I would. Um, I would be happier too if you could, oh. <laughs> you know, post more TikTok videos. I think they just make me laugh. If <laughs> you'll connect, oh, get on it. My TikTok is the place to be. Time is TikToking. Yeah, time is TikToking, Lincoln. Um, anything else, Lincoln, Lindsay? Sorry, I interrupted. Um, How can I add 1% more happiness to your life? I don't know about 1%, but I think that when the pandemic is over, it'd be nice to visit. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I've never been to San Francisco, so maybe we should have our That'd first be fun. annual I bad family been reunion time. trip in San Francisco this year. Um, there is not a lot of my house but we can figure something out all right cool yeah i can we can rent an airbnb or something 
That would be cool, yeah. I could use my maybe um, I could use I haven't my been in the city too much this year hotel. just because things have been locked down. So it'd be cool to go to the Golden Gate and like the pier and Union Square and all the cool places. Cool, I'm in. All right, three more questions. When's the last time you felt lucky to be you? Hmm. <laughs> it's right now. dead air. <laughs> no, I mean it's it's nice to be alive. So it's nice. I like who I am as a person. So I guess right now. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I felt very lucky today, actually. Um, my friend Nick sent me some cookies, and on the outside he wrote, uh, "You know what? Delicious that's, that's to the true. taste and very desirable." <laughs> like way too many, honestly, this year. <laughs> and I had them all on the counter, and I was like, "I am so loved." <laughs> yeah, I felt very loved and lucky this holiday season as well. Like relationships. The relationships I've developed and feel lucky to have make me feel the luckiest to be me. All right, next question. <laughs> What's a feeling you're uncomfortable uh, sharing with me? <laughs> like, this is true for anybody that I'm close with, probably. I don't feel comfortable acknowledging when I'm like, when I don't feel confident, <laughs> even if that's obvious. Um, if I'm like, I don't feel, actually that's, that's maybe too broad because I don't mind being like, I don't, I don't feel pretty today. That's different. The idea of like um, being afraid to fail um, is hard to talk about for me. Yeah. Uh, I'm not good at sharing raw emotions when I'm in them. Anything that will make me start crying, even with like family and close friends, there's like a wall for me to get over to share. So like anything in the moment is hard for me to share after the moment I'm more comfortable with. Um, and I'm also not good Maybe you guys don't think this is true, but at least in a work context, I find it incredibly challenging to share constructive criticism. And I know I have to be able to do that as a boss, but anytime I need to tell someone something that's uncomfortable or that they can do better, I feel panicky and yeah. like my awkwardness is 50%. I don't like doing that either, but when I have to, I'll try to like... I'll sugarcoat it with what they're doing well, and then here's where they can improve. Yeah, I'm just not good at that. I don't like to do it. I think it's like always combating the kindness in me. You know, like I just never want to be the bad guy saying the mean thing, but we have to be able to help one another be better you know in work or even in our relationships like yeah. you need the real real you need like someone to call you on your crap 
Yeah, I think I'm not that's good in it, but we got to do it. Like the opposite is also hard. I find it very hard to talk about any time that I do feel like I'm failing <laughs> to fess up to it. That's hard. Yeah, I think asking for help is a really yeah, difficult I thing get it. for me as well. Which is probably like a pride thing. It feels like if you ask for help, oh, yeah, it, it's an admittance of failure, but it, you shouldn't view it like that. Yeah. On that note. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, on that right, note, I'm really question. good at giving advice, but not great at Oh, sorry. Advice. Go ahead, Lincoln. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, I'm trying to be a better listener as well. I sometimes <laughs> find I'm not a good listener, like I think I am. And then I'm like, what did you just say? <laughs> and I really am trying to not be in my head when people are talking, but like actively listen. And then I can think my thoughts later. Um, last question. Wildcard. Oh, whoa. Sing your favorite song lyrics you can think of off the top of your head. Sing your favorite way to end. Song lyrics you can think of off the top of your head. All right, go, Link. (laughs) Um, Suddenly I find I got darkness on my mind. It's a question mark that keeps me running. And it's never satisfied. Yeah, what's that song? Oh, I like that. I don't know that song. Um, uh, I I forget the name of the band, but I could look it up real quick. But it's one of my favorites lately. Yeah, look it up and share it so we can listen to it after this. Wow, yours was really good, Lincoln. I was just thinking the first song that popped into my head is that Bright Eye song that goes, and we'll keep drinking till St. Dimphna's kicks us out. And I was just thinking about that because I like that song. And since I'm not (laughs) drinking, I think constantly about drinking. (laughs) And because um, St. Dimphna's is a bar that closed on the Lower East Side. And in New York, especially, so many bars and restaurants and stores in my neighborhood and throughout the city are closing. Like a bar in my neighborhood I really liked called The Diamond is closing today. And so I'm kind of feeling heartbroken about the small businesses and, you know, the community spaces where we gathered and, and how many of them are being lost. That song was called Darkness by Pine Grove. Um, mine well, is listen, thank from you. a song by, All right, Lindsay, what's your uh, song by John Prine called Rocky Mountain Time. And it's the, the lyric that I like is kind of sad, actually. But it goes, um, Christ, I'm so mixed up and lonely. I can't even make friends with my brain. I'm too young to be where I'm going, but I'm too old to go back again. Yeah, that has been my... That's beautiful. Oh, John Brine's great. Never heard but that, that song either. Really. <laughs> it's 
deck with me the past couple of months. Can't make friends with my brain. <laughs> I was like, that. All right, I dig it. No, that was it. I actually really. Sorry, keep going. I was gonna say I was really digging this lyrical moment. Maybe um, for season three when we come back again in February. Um, maybe we should start each uh, episode Ooh, okay. with a little um, snippet of what we're listening to. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned, Bad Family listeners. Um, I just want to end with us saying how much we appreciate you, um, our dear friends and family, <laughs> and probably zero strangers. <laughs> Thanks for uh, joining us on this journey. We uh, love having you listen. Nope. Any other uh, Love you all. Love you. To you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Smell you later.